Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Mike Bellotto knows it's working time, and they've been working awfully well so far, leading the Sunbelt Conference in men's basketball. They are on the road for a tough uh, two-game stint on the East Coast this week, and Coach has been kind enough to carve a few minutes for us. Coach, how are you? It's good to have you back on. Gentlemen, good morning. How are you doing? Hey, time off. What, what is that? No, you haven't. I mean, and once the season's over, obviously the recruiting season, which never sleeps, really kicks up, I'm sure. So you're going to be busy 24-7. But, you know, we're not coaches. You know, we we get downtime, Coach. (laughs) Oh, well, you need me on the radio for any point in time. I love it. I I appreciate you guys having me on. It's always entertaining. Look, we like to celebrate greatness, and things are going really well for your team right now. As Having a chance to see you guys play earlier in the year, uh, I kind of have to say I'm not shocked. Your team is awfully talented, and you and I both uh, talked a little bit after the game about Omir, who is, you know, you tried to tell us, I guess, when we visit with you before we really got a chance to see much of him, but haven't seen him in person and then seeing what he's done, and obviously the Sun Belt continues to honor him for his performances. He is uh, He's a special kind of do coach. I mean, he seems like the kind of guy he could roll into just about any sport, and he would have an impact. What, what's it been like? watching his development, and obviously there was something about him that caught your eye before you brought him in. Well, first, yeah, I'd like to say thank you for the kind of to work hard. and um, you know We're playing a really tough schedule. Obviously, the Sun Belt's a tough tough slate, but we're just taking it day by day. And, you know, it's always fun to have number 15 on your side. You know, he's a, he's a special young man. Um, when, I, when I first recruited him, one of the things I saw was a very raw talent. Uh, but his motor and his athleticism, uh, was something that just caught my eye right from right from the get go, and you can always work with that. You know, he hadn't playing he hadn't been playing basketball for a long time. I think he's only been playing since he was about 16, um, and I saw him, you know, when he had just turned 17 or 18. So uh, you knew the potential that he had. He had this unbelievable knack of rebounding the basketball. His timing was just something that I hadn't seen since a young man named Montrez Harold that I coached at Louisville, and he's in the NBA. So. I was really excited to have the opportunity to recruit him and, and that he chose us. I'm blessed that he chose us. And he's just going to continue to get better. And you're right. The, the young man can play any sport. I mean, he, he is, he's just got that body, and, and, and he's humble enough to, to, to do that. But we're going to stick with him in, in basketball for right now. Yeah. Can you tell us about the first time you saw him play? Y- yeah. So I flew down. He played for one of my mentors, uh, Art Alvarez, down to Miami, who I've known since I was about 10 years old. Kind of grew me through the basketball world down there, and a lot of respect for him. And he called me, and he said, I got this young man who nobody knows about, hasn't played much, but you need to come take a look at him. And I respect his opinion because he's coached about 40 pros. And uh, I went down there. It was in January, and we had a we had a week where we weren't playing that, I think it was that Thursday, we just had a Saturday game, so I went up there Tuesday, or down there Tuesday, they were playing IMG Academy, Kenya Martin Jr. and a couple other guys that are playing a high level, a couple guys that are in the G League, and I uh, walked in the gym, and first play I saw was him going to jump ball, ball gets bounced around, he picks it up, takes two dribbles from half, you know, right in the three-point line, dunks it, goes back, blocks a shot against the rim, outlets it, they throw an alley-oop dunk, um, and I turned to my mentor yelling as loud as, as, as I could without being noticeable. We'll take him now. And, uh, <laughs> he finished, finished the game with uh, 41 points 
17 rebounds. And so I just saw it right in that spurt. So it was a special time. I, I was happy that I was able to, to be there for that. Well, I want to talk about other guys on your team too, Coach, but Omir is such a great story, and he's such an incredible performer. I mean, 6'7", 38 blocks already in, in 17 games. Uh, 70 offensive rebounds, <laughs> and he's averaging a double-double. It was 17 and 11. I mean, I don't know what else you can expect from him, but uh, it is something to see. Um, man. So let's talk about some of your other guys that, that have helped you get to where you guys are. And obviously, you know, Sills was a big story for people around the state, you know, returning home to Jonesboro. And he has performed, I would think, Coach, um, I, I guess as well as anybody would have expected. What, what what did you expect from him? What kind of impact? And then and what have you seen from him, I guess, as he's – Settled in as a uh, as a Red Wolf. Well, one thing I always knew about Desi since I got the job here, he was already committed to Arkansas, so I just kind of enjoyed my time when he would come play pickup or got to know him. You know, when he'd be around campus, or I'd seen him around, you know, eating somewhere. Uh, I always I always loved his approach and his character. I thought that he was a very um, humble young man, but at the same time, he had a little edge to him, and and I love that about him. He always played extremely hard. Um, and, well, you know, when I saw him playing in Arkansas and I saw him playing in high school, I just knew that, you know, his, his, his first um, kind of whatever he does in basketball or on the court, I mean, he's always been a scorer, you know, just a guy that high energy can go get baskets and can shoot it and score in different ways. And, you know, what I was seeing the last two years, we all saw it, that, you know, that, that kind of wasn't really his role. And I, I felt like, when he decided to leave, well, he'll, he can tell you more, but I think that's one of the things he wanted to uh, get back to. And, and you know, we needed that. We, we, we needed that, and, and I would expect him to come in and be uh, a scorer for us, make huge plays for us on both ends of the floor. He's always a great defender, always a really good rebounder. But just, just he's my type of guy. You know, he's a hard-working, hard-nosed, can be coached hard. What I didn't expect, and I'll tell you, and I'll tell you two things, one, you always worry about a young man coming in uh, from another school. You know how it, he's going to come in and say, "Okay, I want to, I want to shoot every ball. I want to score." Complete opposite. The most unselfish young man I've ever coached. Like, it'll be times in practice where I'll say, "You going to shoot today, or what, what, what's the deal?" He's like, "Not nah, coach. I'm just trying to get everybody involved, trying to get the feel of the offense." And and yet he, he'll give you 21, but still give you six assists. And then the other one was his leadership quality. Now, he is one of the, the most vocal, yet intelligent, mature leaders I've ever been around because he always says the right things. If he doesn't know the answer, he will ask. He's not embarrassed to ask questions, which that's something I would tell the younger generation. Um, you know, don't ever be afraid to ask. Uh, he gets on guys when they're not doing what they're supposed to do. He praises them when they do. And it makes it easier as a coach, so you don't have to do that all the time. So I've been blessed that, that he was able to come to us and play here. I was really disappointed when uh, we got we lost the opportunity to watch you guys down here in in Little Rock uh, last time. You know that Little Rock's in the Sun Belt Conference, and did, were you hoping that they would make up this game or try to figure a way to make it work? I, I did. You know the rule in the league is no rescheduling. You know any of that stuff. And now they gave us the option to reschedule just to make sure we have enough games, but it doesn't go towards your conference record. You know, and which doesn't make any sense to me, but. Huh? Um, yeah, I would, I would love to have played Little Rock. Uh, I think it's a great rivalry. I have a lot of respect for Coach Walker and the program. And it's always a good game to get you guys amped up for, you know, every year it doesn't really matter what records you have. It's just it, it, everybody, it's just a battle. And it's a fun game, and it helps you. It helps you get better, and it helps you, you know, 
put things in perspective where your team is and move on to the next game. But, you know, I don't see that being rescheduled, which is a shame because it's really hard to find a date right now, and especially if it's not going to count for your conference record. But there's no point in doing that. That doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah, I get you guys. <laughs> Coach, I guess they're not letting you make the rules, huh? Is that the deal? I I, I guess they're, what they're trying to do is you're going to have a certain amount of games, right, yeah. to be able to be eligible for the NCAA tournament. So I think they're doing it in case games do get canceled, you want to reschedule. Uh, you just have enough games on your on your schedule, you know, so so that the, the, the conference champion uh, has enough games to get in, whoever that may be. But, you know, again, I think it should count. But yeah. what do you play it? You know, they were supposed to play at our place, we're supposed to play at their place, you know, what do you flip a coin? You know what I mean? It's just a lot of there's a lot of stuff that, that it's really gotta take into consideration. But if you're gonna play the game, both coaches agree, both schools agree, it should count for the record, but hey, mm-hmm. what do I know? I just know how to break <laughs> a press, right? There you go. Talking to Mike Bellotto on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline if you're just tuning in. Arkansas State atop the standings in the Sun Belt and who's lurking right behind is App State, your next opponent, and then you guys get Coastal Carolina. So big road trip this week for your team coach to try to stay atop the standings. What's, uh, what are you up against Thursday? Huge, huge road test. You know, we don't like to look ahead. Um, we go game by game. You know, our models want to know, but, you know, it's, it's pretty obvious six of our next eight are on the road, um, four in a row at one point. App State is the, the, the reigning, you know, Sunbelt conference tournament champions uh they they bring everybody back um they're very old you know they're very mature they got a really good coach in dustin kearns they play at a really really slow pace i think they're 340th in the country in pace um they're last in our league which is a complete you know complete opposite of what you're going to see with us we're number one in tempo so uh they're good they have five guys on the floor at all times that can score uh they have veteran guards and you know they play a, they play a pack line defense. They don't let you get in the paint, so it's, it's going to be a challenge for us. But we're looking forward to it. That's what this league's all about. And, and you got to go in there and try to win the game, especially on the road. I see that they open their season against your old mentor, Rick Pitino in Iona. Oh yeah, I, I've, I trust me, that phone call has already been put in. So we're, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're discussing stuff. Yeah. Well, sidebar, I want to obviously focus on you and your team, but I have to say Coach Patino's, uh, you know, short run here at Iona has been remarkable so far. They got to the tournament last year, and what a start this year. They're undefeated in conference play, 16-3 and overall. I mean, I'm sure you're about uh, probably – you're you're probably not the, the least bit surprised, you know, considering what uh, your experience with him, but, I mean, it's a it's a pretty remarkable turnaround for that program with him, him at the helm. No, it's great. You know, Iona's had some, some success, obviously – and they had some tradition and, and about going to the NCAA tournament out of the MAC. It's a really good league, a lot of good coaches. But, you know, to be quite honest with you, I, I hate to say it, but and, and it's been remarkable what he's done, especially what he went through that uh, was a shame that had, he had nothing to do with and, you know, got 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 trashed in the media for no reason because they don't know the man and how great of a person he is, mentor and coach. But it does not surprise me one bit whether that uh, anything he touches – any program he comes into, uh, if it's good, he makes it better. If it's bad, he makes it great. So, you know, it's no, there's no question that I that I knew that there would be at this point. It's just how far can they go from 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 here on? Mm-hmm. Coach, when you got a team that goes with a slow tempo and you want to do the fast tempo, how how do you force that tempo? How do you get that them to play at your level instead of you playing at 
their tempo? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I think it starts with uh, getting stops defensively because it's easier to run a, in transition when misses than on makes. You know, a lot of teams can set their defense on on makes easier. They can match up, uh, and you know, we we got to do a really good job of of making them take tough shots and getting out in transition or deep outlets and going as fast as we can. And then the other one is anytime we can get deflections and live ball turnovers. Now that's for every game, but live ball turnovers really uh, ignite your offense because on live ball turnovers, live ball turnovers is what I call when you throw it in the ball still and play right side of the bounds or mm-hmm. it doesn't get blocked out of bounds or whatever. But, you know, it's hard to get back in transition when it's a live ball turnover because everybody might not be, you know, at the right spot. Or, or guarding the right person at the time, uh, you know. So you can you can go ahead and and push it, and I think that's a big key for us. And then rebounding, you know, you got to rebound the basketball. I mean, you got to come up with every 50-50 ball, which means that the ball's loose. Both teams have equal amount of opportunity to get it. You got to come up with those more than the other team. And I think that things like that, if you're consistent with that through 40 minutes, you should be able to pick the tempo up. Uh, but again. They're a good team, you know. They that's what they do. So we, we got to make sure we get all those things in place and do them consistently, so we can get out and, and, and run on them. Coach, last question: How much do you worry about um, maybe a Power Five coming in and trying to uh, recruit Omir and stealing him away from you? Are you constantly having to re-recruit him? Well, we have a really good relationship. Um, I think the city and the school has been very good to him, and he's a very humble young man, very loyal. Uh, but then again, the, the answer to that is you always got to worry about it, especially the way it is now. I mean, there are there are high major schools recruiting mid-major players during the season that's not allowed, and I know it's happening. You know, it, it just is. I mean, if, if we look and say it's not happening, uh, they're following the rules, we're naive. You know what I mean? So, yes, uh, to answer your question, it is a concern, and it will always be a concern. You know, but the what I what I tell everybody is John Moran was the second pick in the draft and played at Murray State. You know, th- those days of having to play at a Baylor or a Kansas or you know any place like that to make it to the NBA is false. That that that's gone. Uh, there's enough uh, exposure. Uh, there's enough talent in the Sun Belt for him to get evaluated very well. We play a really good non-conference schedule, so you know all those things are things that we talk about all the time. And a lot of mid-major coaches, I'm sure, talk about. Uh, but yes, it's still going on. It will always go on. Once the transfer portal came about, that's the new wave of recruiting. You know, my advice to high school players and junior college players: if you have a scholarship offer and you like the school, you better commit and take it because it will not be there in April. Everybody's waiting for the transfer portal to open up yeah. and see who's available. It's interesting. Well, coach, good luck this week. I thank you for the time, and uh, we're looking forward to you guys. Hopefully, you can stay where you are, perched on top in the Sun Belt by the end of the season. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you so much. Have a great day.